Welcome to AM Best Audio. While reserves are at an all-time high, pension and other post-employment benefit contributions have increased, and resource-dependent states caught up last year, the current outlook on state credit quality is less favorable as economic conditions soften, the inflation that supports sales tax revenues will likely wane, and a worsening labor market will drive a decline in personal income taxes, according to Conning's latest State of the State's Municipal Credit Research Report. I'm Lori Chortis for AMBEST TV, and joining us now to discuss that and other findings from the report is the report's author and head of municipal research at Conning, Carl Citroen. Carl, welcome. It's wonderful to see you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Lori. Carl, can you tell us about why the outlook on state credit quality changed from stable to declining, and how does that compare to what we've seen in prior years? Yeah, to perhaps start with that last part of your question, we have had a stable outlook on credit quality uh, in the last couple of years. So that first year in COVID, uh, we were quite negative, but we had actually seen federal support be very strong and actually the economy held up pretty well. So at this point where we are in that cycle, we're seeing signs that the extraordinary tax revenue growth that we had seen the past couple of years will moderate. Uh, you mentioned inflation, you know, that's keeping expenses up for state, uh, for states and municipal, other municipal credit, uh, credits. But at the same time, the revenues that it boosted through sales tax collections is coming down. And sort of on top of that, you know, we're looking at a labor market that perhaps could soften, that's going to slow down income tax collections. Uh, you know, we're seeing the stock market had a, not so good year in 2022. You know, so far this year, it's looking pretty, pretty solid. But still, you know, those the capital gains taxes uh, that we saw come in this year were kind of soft. You know, having said all that, I want to say that you know, state balance sheets, which you mentioned, are in a pretty good shape. Reserves are at an all-time high level, and those reserves will come in handy if revenue collections fall below expectations this year. Expanding on some of the conditions that you just talked about, what impact is high inflation, financial market volatility, a, a worsening labor market, taper, tapering COVID-19 aid, and a expected decrease in annual state tax revenue growth having on that, and also the economic future of many states? Yeah, inflation drove up the price of goods and services, and we saw during those COVID years that people spend a significant amount of money on goods. So that really helped uh, boost sales tax collections. Now, it's worth pointing out that not every state has a sales tax. So this really applies to those states that do have a sales tax. If you're looking at financial markets and the labor market, which I'd alluded to before, you know, that uh, slowdown is going to drive down income tax collections, as I mentioned. So there, you know, you might see some weakness. You know, there's a lot of talk about the strength of the consumer, you know, that's seemingly holding up well, but, you know, could uh, come down during the course of the year if economic conditions slow down. Now, worth maybe focusing a bit more on financial markets. Uh, the strength of those had had a positive impact on pension funding ratios. You know, sort of coming out of the great financial crisis, funding, 
pension funding levels were at very low levels and state have tried to improve that by stepping up contributions. Now that has really worked where now pension funding ratios are actually at pretty decent levels. But if the financial markets would come down again, you know, that could negatively impact uh, those pension funding ratios. Uh, an offsetting factor is kind of where interest rates are now and they're really high historically, you know, definitely comparing over the last 10, 20 years. You know, that's helping them discount liabilities. So that's muting some of the negative impact a volatile stock market might have to the downside. Um, lastly, you mentioned federal aid. Uh, if you had asked me this, you know, three years ago, I would have said it would be very unlikely for the federal government to come through with this amount of aid that they did. But, you know, I was proven wrong. And I do think that where we are now, sort of in the political cycle, you know, the elections next year, you know, I'm not expecting much in the way of new legislation. Uh, however, we have seen some infrastructure bills be approved over the last couple of years. I think that's going to have a positive impact uh, for years to come. Looking specifically at states, uh, Texas moved into the top spot over Florida in terms of uh, credit quality. Can you tell us more about that and what other states rank the highest in credit quality and why? Yeah, both Texas and Florida, you know, took the top two spots. You know, both benefited from a very strong economy and he healthy level of population growth. Now, Florida had a much stronger housing market, while Texas, on the other hand, had a slightly better uh, rainy day fund, which where we are now in the economic cycle could be a benefit to them. That said, you know, both states saw their tax bases grow through pop population growth. People move to these states and that's going to have a positive impact on their economies, driving up tax revenue collections. So that's sort of a general theme you see across the board for those states that are ha uh, ranked higher in our report. So which states were among the lowest ranked and why? Yeah, on the other end of this spectrum, we see some states like Mississippi, Louisiana, West Virginia. You know, this year, Rhode Island, Ohio were in the bottom five as well. You know, those states carry a significant amount of economic debt relative to other states, while their reserves are below average as well. And they're also kind of lagging behind in population growth and tax climate. Now, one notable state to point out here is California. It dropped a significant amount of spots, I want to say 14 to 42nd overall. So just outside of that bottom five. Now, its economy fell behind in 2022 and tax collections reflected that. In what regions of the U.S. are we seeing GDP, employment, revenue and population growth? Oh, wow, that's a broad question. Uh, maybe to start with GDP growth, you know, we saw strength in the Rocky Mountain and Southwest region of the country. Uh, the Plains and the Far West regions kind of fell behind, partly due to weakness in natural resources and some agricultural sectors. Turning to the employment uh, picture that was bright in the South and the West, I want to say Nevada and Hawaii and Texas remained in the top five for you know, some of this is due to a strength in the tourism market, uh, but also, as I mentioned before, an influx of new uh, residents. 
looking at population growth is again the south and the west we have continued to see the strength for many years now uh, people are moving there florida was the fastest growing state well, followed by idaho and south carolina you know sometimes you see people there moving to less dense areas turning to the states that kind of fell behind here, where New York, its population declined the most in 2022, uh, but also Illinois and Louisiana lagged. Now, these three factors, sort of GDP, employment, and population growth, is in the end what's driving revenue growth. So if you look at the parts of the country that did well, it's really the West, the West and the South, um, with one caveat being that natural resource-dependent state did quite well in terms of revenue collections as natural resource prices did go up uh, last year. What states or regions are currently most impacted by weaker stock and labor markets on income tax collections, and what financial pressure is that placing on them? Yeah, here we look in the report, for example, at the tax climate, and so we can focus on the states that are more reliant on things like a weaker stock market or the health of the stock market and the labor market. So I want to say some states that uh, last year had negative growth were, um, for example, New Hampshire, uh, Ohio, Connecticut, and Mississippi. Uh, they, st- they stood out as, generally speaking, income tax collections were quite strong. Uh, but we've also read a lot in the news about California uh, it has a uh, it has had weak um, tax collections due to the labor market and stock market last year, and it's notable that if you look at overall income or individual income tax collections for the country, you know California uh, makes up twenty five percent over the last number of years of total collections. So it's a really important state uh, when looking at aggregate numbers. With talks of a possible recession and other current market conditions, are states overall well-equipped to weather an economic slowdown? Yeah, I want to say so. In the report, we look at reserves levels. You know, they were at the highest for 43 states uh, all time. You know, going back to the great financial crisis, uh, aggregate reserve levels were under 2% and they're at 12% now. So that's very uh, healthy. Uh, At Conning, we kind of look at the 15% um, level. This is of expenditures and 19 states surpassed that level. It's worth pointing out that states that have more volatile revenue sources, uh, again, these tend to be the natural resource dependent states. They tend to have higher reserve levels. And for those people interested in looking at a report, we also look at sort of where reserves are in relation to how much of their expenses are fixed, meaning they go to debt service or other post-employment benefits or pension contributions. And so here you can easily identify which states are in better position relative to other states, uh, which is an interesting graph uh, we, 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 we tend to produce. Carl, looking ahead, as we look towards uh, the last several months of 2023 and move into 2024, what is your projected outlook for the next year? And can we expect to see more of the same? Could we, or could we see a softening of credit conditions? And what might we see in terms of 
areas like revenue projections, budgets, pension funding levels, and future contributions? Yeah, I think our declining outlook is supposed to capture that we do expect uh, revenue collections to slow in terms of growth and perhaps turn negative in some cases. Now, this is for the current fiscal year that for most states started in July. Uh, we're, we're, we're seeing with the budgets that have been approved that spending still is up. Now, I haven't mentioned this previously, but many states lowered tax rates in certain areas. So that could all else you know, be equal, make the problem for them greater if indeed economic conditions slow down and they have already lowered tax rates. It's could put some um, you know, in a potentially difficult position where they have to you know, make decisions of maybe drawing down on some reserves to make it through this current fiscal year. Um, other areas I'm kind of looking at is we've talked about pensions before, you know, those are in a good position now. I do expect the changes they have made to their pension plans and many states having increased their contributions, that to stay, but you could think about states competing in a tight labor market as well. So perhaps, you know, they're having to increase their compensation to hire and attract new people, and that could you know, potentially pressure them in years to come. One other area to think about there is other post-employment benefits. These are often under or unfunded, and with the rise in healthcare costs, you know, that could be an issue going forward as well. Well, Carl, this has been so interesting, so informative, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. That was Carl Citroen, head of municipal research at Conning and author of the State of the State's Municipal Credit Research Report. For AMBAS TV, I'm Lori Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.